You are listening to a Victory Alabang podcast. The next generation has a pivotal call for the nation and in the world. Discover this truth in this message by John Biron. Last week, we talked about the now generation. We talked about the importance of praying for the next generation, mentoring the next generation, and discipling them towards where Jesus Christ would want them to be. And right now, we are going to talk about the next generation. Before that, I want to share, last Friday, we actually went to SMS. It's one of the schools that we're reaching out to. Can we flash the, flash the picture? We ministered to 203 students, which we imparted the values of leadership, integrity, faith in God, and excellence. And that's the things that we are doing in the campuses because we believe that God has a purpose for each and every one of them. And not only that, we also have our youth service every Saturday. That's 3 p.m. That's a picture. It's a gathering of youth from every campus. And if you're a youth, if you're still studying, you might want to attend and experience God through this service. And it's not just on the 3 p.m. We also have good news because every Friday we have a 5 p.m. service or youth service. And if you're also available during that time, we also want to invite you. Okay? So I want to share here. I want to show pictures and you're going to guess. These are, ra- these are ridiculously prized items. There. But then I realized with all this that we showed the value of something is not just about the quality, but the value is something was determined by someone who was willing to pay for it. And that goes to show our value because we were a prized possession paid by none other but the blood of Christ, the Son of God, who came down here 2,000 years ago to tell us that we are valuable. This is our value. This is the value that Jesus Christ purchased for us on that cross. And for the young generation, among you here, your young generation, you're the next generation. Okay, can you look me in the eye? God has a divine purpose for each and every one of you. That's the reason why He came down here, because He has specifically, specifically placed a divine purpose upon you that only you can fulfill. Only you can fulfill. And this is not just exclusive for the next generation, but even for the now generation. There's a specific purpose personal purpose that God has placed in you that only you can fulfill. And with that, we are going to see how God is going to put all this calling together, the next and the now generation, through a story which we're going to hear. Can I invite you to stand up as we read God's word? In 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 1 to 4, the boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. These were not, there were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. Next verse. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. 
Samuel answered, here I am. Lord, we thank you for tonight. We thank you, God, for your spirit here in this place. Lord, our prayer is that as we hear your word, let our response be the same as Samuel's. That here we are, God. Use us in whatever divine calling, divine purpose you have placed in us. May you be honored and may you be glorified in whatever we will be hearing today. Let this be our worship unto you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may now take your seats. I want to highlight something that was mentioned in the verse. It said there, the Lord called Samuel. Can you repeat that with me? The Lord called Samuel. Tinawag ni Lord. Now imagine if you are lying down and then there's a voice that would speak to you. Samuel. Well, perhaps not that voice, but really the Samuel, Samuel. Would you, how did he respond? And we'll see it. But now, before we go how he responded, a lot of our youth, if not all of them, actually hear a lot of voices, a lot of opinions, a lot of worldviews that is so accessible in just one click in the internet. And these voices have been influencing them, the way they think, the way they look, the way they act. They have access to it. And that's bad news. Because they can easily access that. But there is a good news because it is the Lord who calls first. It is the Lord who called Samuel. It is the Lord who initiated calling Samuel. In the same way that the Lord is calling each and every one of you, here right now. If you are a Samuel, if you are a next generation, God is also calling you. Do you, sorry, do you believe that? Do you believe that God is calling you to fulfill a purpose that only you can fulfill? And with that, I want to highlight this. It is a divine hearing. This is the first point. Divine hearing. There is but one voice that the next generation has to hear. And that is none other than the voice of God speaking. But we have to be the one. As the now generation, we have to do our part. To usher them. To pray for them. Parents, when was the last time that we prayed for our sons and daughters? When was the last time that we reminded them of who they are in God? That they are a blessing. That they have a purpose. That they were a gift from the Lord. When was the last time that we cried out to God, Lord, would you show my son, my daughter, my nephew, whoever is in the area of your influence, would you show this person his purpose that he may be used for your glory? This is one of the privileges that God is giving us to bridge that gap. And I want to I wanna read in the next verse, in 1 Samuel 3, 5 to 7, but he ran to Eli, Samuel, Samuel heard, Samuel, Samuel. So this is how Samuel resp- responded. And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down, obedient child. Again, the Lord called Samuel and Samuel got up and went to Eli again and said, Here I am, you called me. My son, Eli said, I did not call, go back and lie down. Now if you're Eli, nakatulog mo lang, di ba, in your usual place. Malapit ka na into the deep sleep. And then, hey, call me. 
I did not call. Go back, go back. So, mapatulog ka na ulit. Here, Yami, call me. Diba parang nag-ganun na siguro si Eli? My son, I did not call. Lie down. And in verse 7, I want to highlight this. Now, Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. For some of us, there may be a lot of children or a lot of youth who are just attending church. They may attend church for the longest time, but apart from a divine encounter with God, they will, not, they will just stay the same. Because it is only a divine encounter with the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords that will change a person from the inside out, making him and transforming his life into something that can be used for the glory of God. Yeah. It is only that divine encounter that God can bring. And if it is a divine encounter, then it means there also is a divine intervention. Kasi kundi, sasabihin natin, oh, a divine encounter naman pala yun, wala naman tayo magagawa. It's all God's work. But the Lord has called us to co-labor with Him. To be a part of what He is doing by praying and partnering with Him in discipling the next generation. I want to share something from our youth camp which happened la- last summer. It is a gathering of 280 students. Some of them may be here. Have someone here? You attended the youth camp? Woohoo! Ito lang naman po, kaya sila nag because they just had a personal face-to-face encounter with God. Kaya sila, woo! And I want to highlight three stories. Everyone, God wrote a lot of stories in all the lives of those who attended. But I want to highlight three. There were three atheists whom we invited. Atheists are agnostics. They don't believe in God. They debate about who God is. And just a disclaimer, they're not in the picture. Okay? Baka hanapin niyo po sa they're not there. Okay, these three atheists, we invited them, but in the guise of, oh, tara, you'll meet a lot of friends here. You'll enjoy the food, you'll enjoy the place. But deep down, we were praying, we were interceding, God, would you encounter them in this camp? And on the second night, in the baptism of the Holy Spirit, they got an encounter, and this is what happened. The first one, there's a, there's a guy, a student, who called him in the stage and started reading his life. You did this before. This, 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 this. And he was like, after 10 minutes, after one hour, it, he just got awestruck. Like, how did he know what's going in my life? And how many of you, God knows what is going, every detail in our lives. And he's able to reveal that through people who knows his heart through people who has a relationship with him. And the second one, another atheist, he had a scoliosis. Now, a scoliosis, letter S lang naman yung spine niya. Letter S. So he was walking like this. And then we called him. We were in faith. Lord, would you heal this man? Would you allow them? Would you allow him to see your power? So we prayed, every one of us, with our faith combined, Lord, we declare that at your name, this would straighten up in Jesus' name now. And then, in our very own eyes, he moved. And right then and there, he gave his life to the Lord Jesus Christ. That is the power of God. And not only that, the third one, 
Another student also gave personally. This, 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 this is what you did. And in the same reaction. Okay, the same reaction po, diba? But after that, he texted his atheist friends. I am no longer an atheist because I encountered Jesus Christ and He is real and He is alive and He revealed Himself to me. That is what a divine encounter can do. Wala nang debate eh. They were just in awe of, oh my God, you're real. Suko na ako, cornered na ako. That's the same thing with a divine encounter. But what, what's the reason why we talk about this divine voice and this divine encounter? It's all about this. It's so that God can have a divine relationship with the next generation, which is a divine relationship that only He can initiate through a divine voice in a divine encounter. It is God who usually just be the first one to halika dito, dito ang. patiently, lovingly. It was the Lord who called Samuel, but 2,000 years ago, the Word Himself, God Himself, came down here to usher a relationship, a free relationship that He offers, which will change our perspective, change our inside out to be able to be used for His glory and honor. And with that, I want to call on one of our student leaders. He's actually second year in De La Salle University, DASMA. He is an AB communication student. Now, he will be communicating the story that God placed in his life, God, write, God wrote in his life. Can we all welcome Sean Raimundo? <coughs> Hello. Hello. All right. <laughs> uh, thank you, Kuya John. Um, Yun. Going back, I am Sean, one of the youth leaders here in Victory Alabang. Who here are from Lasal? Woo! From Lasal. Yeah. Yun. As you can see, I'm wearing something that's not green. <laughs> but I'm from Lasal. All right. Um, so I'm going to be talking about my encounter, my first genuine encounter. And that was, actually, that was the, it was unleashed, but it was the unleashed before that one. Uh, the first unleash that we had, and to be honest, I'm I was a timid person that time. I was a timid person. I am not the man for this job. <laughs> when lo and behold, <laughs> yeah, I believe it's by the grace of God that <laughs> we are able to do this. Amen. Amen. So I've had that encounter and. Going back to school, I was on fire. I was so on fire for God. And those were the last years, my last years in high school. And then um, I thought to myself, since this is my last years in my high school, what can I do to make an impact? What can I do to make an impact in this school? And that's when God impressed into my heart in everything that you will do in your school, may it be through works, paperworks, may it be through reporting, may it be through recitation, include Jesus in it. Include Jesus in it. And to my surprise, all of the things that I had to do, it just a snap. 
easily I was able to include Jesus in it. He was the one who empowered me to share Jesus in everything I do in school. For example, I would be the one to report. I would be the one to report no matter what the topic is. I'm like, go, get tayo, come on, let's share Jesus. And then, I don't know. I really don't know how, how I was able to connect that. From physics, it became Jesus. <laughs> and through paperwork, there would be like reflections and I have to reflect about myself. Yes, this is what I did. This is my experience. But there was this one person. There was this one person who died for us. There was this one person who changed my life. And that's another way that I was able to share Jesus to a lot of people. And it's not just through one topic, not just one subject e either. It's, it's not just in values, it's, it also came to physics, chemistry, Filipino, so on, so forth. So on, so forth. It may be redundant, but I believe this message that I was able to share, this message this gospel that I was able to share was this thing that they needed all their lives. No matter how redundant I was being, this is the message that they needed for their lives. Alright, so moving on, pre-graduation, everything was going well until this one time. This one time, um, the head of my high school approached me. He talked to me and said, Sean, there, has been, there have been students who were attending to your church. And that's when he explained to me that the price of sharing the gospel was expulsion. Expulsion. My life as a student was in the line. Why? Just because of me sharing the gospel to these people in, in school. Because of me sharing God's goodness, what he did on the cross, I was going to get expelled. And that's when I just had to come into the presence of God. I just had to ask God, God, am I going to continue this? Am I still going to spread your word? Am I still going to tell of your goodness? But then, but then God told me, if God is for us, who can be against us? If God is for us, who can be against us? And then I thought to myself, yeah, yeah. Who can be against us if that big, mighty, awesome God is for us? Who can be against us? Tahimeka. <laughs> and that's when I entertained the thought that yeah, God was the one who brought me into this. But God will be the one who will bring me through this as well. And then, that's when I continued this work. I continued what God told me to do, to share His gospel, despite the fact that the authorities in my school told me to stop. And by the grace of God, I was able to graduate. By the grace of God, I was able to graduate. Yes, my life as a student might be in the line that time. But for God, the life of those people who He wanted to have a relationship with was on the line as well. 
And lo and behold, I've seen people from my former school attend youth. Attend youth, even though I wasn't there to minister anymore. And yes, I might be the one who planted the seed, but I believe it was God who made that seed grow. Who made that seed grow. And yes, now I am a second year student in my college in LaSalle, in LaSalle Dasma. And, but I believe that even though I was, even though I am a second year student, it's not too early. It's not too early to stand up for God. Actually, it's not even too late to stand up for God. Now I am bolder that to share the gospel. Why? What he did before in my high school. If he can do that, why can't he do it now? And if he can do that to me, why can't he do that to you? To each and every one of us, no matter what generation we are from. And that, that only happened when I had an encounter with my God, with my Jesus. Okay, John. Thank you, Sean. Wow. <clears throat> what a powerful story that God writes. And if God is able to write such a specific story in a person of one life, of this life, how much more to each and every one of us that He is a personal God, that He has a specific purpose for each and every one of you. And it's my prayer that we would open ourselves up. Lord, would you allow me to be like a book? wherein you will write the words that you would say? Would you write the story that will bring glory and honor to your name, that when people hear it, they will see and they will hear that there is a God and His name is Jesus Christ, the most powerful of all, the mighty one, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And lastly, I want to end with a story. I know this man. He was actually, well, he is a very... Sad man. Because his parents, when he was about six months old in the womb, thought of aborting him. Six months old, thought of aborting him. He didn't know his dad. He only met his dad when he was 13 years old. And he was, in a way, lost in his identity. Like, sino ba to? Sino ba siya? Sino ba ako? That was what he was thinking. Sobrang patapon yung buhay niya. He played computer games, Dota, for three days straight and three nights straight without sleeping. Of course, we think there is. <laughs> and then his grades were line of seven. Acts. Lahat ng grades. But the moment that he encountered Jesus Christ, he just, he just had... Such a great, tremendous transformation that from being a student who had a line of seven, his life became into a line of eight and line of nine and even became the top of his class. Imagine what God can do. From despising his mom to honoring and loving his mom. Such an 
Such an impossible thing that can happen. But the power of God did so. And the story of that man, actually that is the story of the one standing here before each and every one of you. That is my story. And I'm so thankful to God for that one person that he used, an Eli that he used, to disciple me and to train me to be able to hear from God and to have a divine encounter with Him and to have a divine relationship with Him that is now, in this very moment, I'm able to testify boldly before each and every one of you that there is a God who lives because of this encounter. And would you now, generation, would you take this opportunity to be used by God to an Eli. There are a lot of Samuels out there waiting. Waiting for an encounter with God that will ultimately change their lives. They are searching for a lot of things that will fill the void in their hearts. And it's only the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ that will be able to transform them. That will be able to fill that void in their hearts that they feel. And such is the opportunity and privilege that God is giving each and every one of us here, the now generation. And the same thing with the next generation. How many here are youth again? Would you find an Eli who will lovingly guide you, will lovingly mentor you and disciple you towards hearing what God wants you to be? Because God has a specific divine and personal purpose that only you can fulfill. And such purpose will not just impact you, will not just impact your family, will not just impact your community, but will impact the nations and the world. That is the calling and the purpose that God has given each and every one of us. And would, would we allow God to use us whatever way he can, whether to be an Eli or to be a Samuel, and co-labor with him in this privilege to take his gospel, the only solution, the only cure that can bring purpose, life, joy, peace to everyone who may hear it. We hope you were inspired by that message. Be updated on coming events. Visit our website at www.victoryalabang.org and join us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thank you and stay connected.